fighting for freedom every day. Republicans right now, the conservatives, which unfortunately, this is what we have to do every time, even after a vote where people are sick and tired of the establishment, they're sick and tired of the squeezy, middle-of-the-road, squishy kind of Republican rhinos, and we vote conservatives in, then we have to fight tooth and nail in D.C. to actually be heard within the Republican Party. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Yes, indeed it is. Hey, ready to rock and roll for a whole new week, baby. It's a Monday. We are moving through October. We are a few weeks away from Halloween. I know that's an exciting time for so many, so welcome into the program, and let's jump right into it for another one. Bottom of the hour, we have Jeff Bermant. He is the founder of Tusk, the web browser that allows you freedom of speech without trying to control your life or monitor everything you do or do that data collection data collection that they like to do. So we'll chat with Jeff coming up about free speech on the interweb and maybe some of the protests across the nation, pro-Israel, anti-Israel, the anti-Semitism that's flooding across the nation right now, which is quite surprising that it's so bold and open and apparent. It's kind of weird. And then some of the pro-Palestinian stuff as well, that's kind of the same thing. So we'll get to all that and more. Welcome into it. This is The Voice of Reason. I am Andy Hoosier, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station. We are all over the country, multiple radio stations and TV, live streaming, podcasting, however you watch or listen to the show. It's always wonderful to have you along for the ride. Your Millennial General reporting for duty like we do every single day. If you are, by the way, trying to plan up and prepare for Halloween, that's coming up in a couple weeks here, be prepared when you go to the store, man. I know that inflation's already relatively high and that food is already relatively high as well. But Halloween candy apparently is on the rise, and it could be up near 7 to 10% higher this year and more expensive for you to buy that Halloween candy for those trick-or-treaters. So I guess be prepared for that if you partake and if you get that Halloween candy because it's going to be a crazy year. They say inflation that's already up near 3.7% year-over-year. Not too terribly bad, but when you put the three years together under the Biden administration, we're still floating at near 15 to 20 percent. So there's that for you. But candy apparently this year is going to be up near 7.5 percent. Oh, my Dieu. Plus the three and a half. I mean, we're looking at 10 percent increase in prices for candy. So be prepared, my friends. Those trick-or-treaters are not going to let up. They are feeling the pressure. They're feeling the crunch, man. And they want their candy no matter what that price may actually be. Kind of like those union strikers with the UAW that's still ongoing right now. Yeah, that's still, we'll talk about that here in just a minute. But uh, inflation on the rise, not just for candy, but all over the nation. And it's starting to impact the Biden administration's agenda. Now, when Joe Biden campaigns, and tries to say that the Bidenomics is working, things are going well, the economy is doing great, these aren't the droids you're looking for. Don't worry about the high prices that everything is costing right now. Just enjoy the fact that we have job growth, that businesses are trying to expand, and they're really expanding because people are so desperate to keep and maintain their lifestyles that they don't want to have to cut anything back even during high inflation times. So they just keep on keeping on and they're dipping into their credit cards and they're dipping into their savings and dipping into their retirements because they want to maintain a certain lifestyle. That's a whole other conversation at a personal level. Can't really tell people what to do with their own money. So if that's what they choose to do, all the power to them. But it's making the economy look good-ish for the Biden administration. Oh, look at that. People's spending is not going down. Oh, look, we're still creating more jobs. Oh, look, more people are getting hired on. Now, the vast majority of those jobs are government jobs, but nonetheless, they are excited about showing the amount of job growth that's happening across the country. But as they look at other factors in the economy, not just the jobs, but they look at 
utilities, and they look at uh, retail, and they look at holiday expenses, they look at vacation expensing, then they look at the energy market as a whole, things don't look quite as well. These aren't the droids that you're looking for in the sense that we don't have the same picture of, oh, look how good job growth is to look at 95% of the rest of the economy and the economic factors that go into it. For example, the Biden administration has been focused heavily on energy, green energy, the Green New Deal, wind farms, solar panels, all these other great alternative methods, the electric vehicles that uh, he has, by the way, signed an executive order to try and make all uh, vehicles sold, or at least three-quarters of the vehicles sold, to be electric vehicles by the year 2030 or 2032. So that's coming. We have the getting rid of gas stoves in restaurants and in your homes for any new homes that may be remodeled. We're not going to allow you to buy natural gas stoves any longer because we want them to be electric. And then we wonder if we're going to have enough on the electric grid to take care of your stove and your heater and your electricity and your vehicle to the point to where now we need to reverse charge your vehicle and allow your vehicle to charge your home if you don't have any power to the grid because the grid may be gone dark or black or shut down because of how much people are actually using. I I know that's kind of a crazy thought there too, right? So now we have the state of New York that's come out and has shut down some proposals on expanding wind farms across the state of New York. Kind of a triggering moment, so to speak, for the Biden administration, who's all about trying to expand a green new energy. And in a blue state like the state of New York, if they're shutting down wind farm projects, the question is why? Well, obviously, the answer is very evident is because apparently it's going to raise utility rates. In fact, according to the Fox News report from the NYPSC, which stands for the New York State Public Service Commission, they say that if they would put in the wind farms as projected and they start transitioning to the alternative energies that they want, that uh, interest or that utility rates would go up 6.7% for most consumers across the area and as much as 10.5% for some of the commercial or industrial customers for their monthly budgets. Anywhere between 7 and 10% increase, and while prices are already skyrocketing, we have a migration problem, according to the mayor of New York City, that says that they don't want any more migrants, and real estate's extremely expensive, and the food's extremely expensive, and cost of living overall is just extremely expensive, and you can't afford it any longer, and the rich people are leaving town. Why put another burden onto the city of New York and the New York State area by increasing the utility rates anywhere between 6 to 10%? They don't want to do it. They've now rejected it, which is a big blow to the Biden administration where they're expecting all of their young Padawans, so to speak, the blue states, the blue governors, the blue mayors, to be implementing all of the Biden administration policies to look good going into election season because what else does the Biden administration have? They have to turn around the narrative. They're trying to turn around the narrative for immigration with the amount of people coming in, which is why they announced that they're going to build, I don't know, like 20 miles of a wall to say that they've done something. They're still trying to push the forgiveness on student loan programs because, well, we promised we would do it and therefore we have to do something. We'll continue to badger people about how many jobs are being created while make them ignore the price of food or whatever else they're trying to buy at the retail stores because we have to do 
something. And now they want the green energy to be the focal point of look how we're saving the environment and saving the planet. But it's not working because now even the blue states are turning it away saying we're, there's no way that we can charge our real estate, uh, our businesses, our corporations, our consumers anywhere between a 7 to 10% increase on their monthly bills for their utilities when they already can't afford what we're dishing out right now. This is the response from the Biden administration. And they're trying to counter this by saying, well, you guys kind of have to because, well, you're Democrats and we have to win elections and therefore you just have to get on board with what we're dishing out right now and they ain't taking it. Doug Burgum, who is the presidential candidate for the Republican side, is uh, was talking about some of the UAW strikers because obviously they don't quite get that from the EV side of it, the electric vehicles. And while they're supporting the unions, we've talked about this, the union workers that support the labor union that funds the Democrats that wants the EVs that can, that's going to get rid of the workers for the UAW because we don't need as many of them. Uh, Doug Burgum kind of dances around that just a little bit, but focuses on the EVs on how we're just handing ourselves to China by continuously going down this road for the green energy usage. Well, Neil, you're exactly right here. I mean, if you're going to pursue the Biden energy policies, which is basically like handing the keys of our economy over to China and OPEC. It helps both of them. If you're trying to kill the U.S. energy industry here at home, and then you're suggesting that we should somehow have a all EV driven transportation strategy where China's controlling 85% of the rare earth minerals, and then subsidizing with taxpayer dollars, everybody that's watching, your taxpayer dollars are going to subsidize the, the batteries and the cars that also then subsidizes the purchase of those cars, subsidized, so it helps out the, the buyer of the car, it helps out the car company. Of course, the workers want a piece of that because the federal government's paying everybody else, but guess what? You don't need as many workers to build an EV as you do an internal combustion machine. And so this is not only, it's anti-US labor, it's anti-US economy, and it's actually destabilizing the world. And somehow it's all under the fallacy that going to EV makes the world uh, a world well, do you a think then, environmentally Governor, do better you think spot. That audio, by the way, from Fox News, and he makes a valid point, which is what we've said on this program forever, is that this is not helping the cause for the UAW strikers because they're actually advocating against their own agenda. They're supporting a cause that's going to hurt them and harm them in the long run, and they don't know how to manage that crisis because they want the socialist collective mindset, the collective bargaining from the union, but the union is advocating for a certain political side that's going to hurt them in the end run because of the way that the energy is moving. Regardless whether we accept it or realize it or not, the energy industry from EV vehicles and transportation to the how you heat and cool your home in the summer and the wintertime to how you're going to be able to cook food on your stove is changing because the progressives have an agenda regardless of how popular or unpopular this agenda may be. They're going to ram it down your throat and they're going to tell you to say thank you because they say that they're helping the environment even though they're not. They're helping the environment, a.k.a. we're wiping our hands of doing anything here in the United States and then relying on foreign countries to bring us the, uh, the the minerals, the resources, the silver that we need to put in the computer chips for the smart vehicles and for the electric cars, the uh, whatever else that we need for the EVs to run efficiently, to get rid of natural gas and oil that we can drill here. And by the way, we do it in the more efficient way than any other nation on the face of the earth. We're getting rid of that. So we can say that we're clean. Now look at what the rest of the world's doing because they're drilling for this certain mineral. They're drilling for the oil. They're drilling for the natural gas. They're doing all these horrible things. 
and then we're buying it from them. And by the way, we're buying it from them at a more expensive rate and at a much less economically or environmentally friendly way because we may consume more in the United States, but we're also the most efficient at doing so in a very environmentally friendly way. Why? Because we have the better technology to do so. So I don't understand why we want to wipe our hands clean to look like we're purified and then buy all these uh, very rare minerals and resources from around the world to utilize for our technology and then blame ourselves for not being environmentally friendly. doesn't make any sense to me. By the way, Doug Burgum does kind of wave, uh, just kind of uh, float in the breeze here, so to speak, when asked about whether they think that they should be uh, getting a 20% raise on their paychecks. Uh, he does a very political answer to this. Well, they may be just holding holding their own. I mean, prices are up by more than 20% since Biden got into office. So, but it's not just the auto workers. Okay. This is going to go across the whole industry because when you have government policies that inflate everything, uh, because you're chasing ideology, because if you actually cared about the environment, you'd want to have every ounce of energy produced here. By, by killing you uh, internal combustion machines, you don't destroy demand for oil and gas in the world. That demand is just going to be filled by people that don't produce it as cleanly as we do. I mean, Yeah, that's a very political answer. Well, you know, do they deserve the 20% raise because that's what they've been offered by the auto industry to get back to work? Well, you know, you know they're just trying to compensate for the Biden administration's inflation. I mean, okay, but it is okay, Doug Burgum, candidate for president of the Republican side for the presidential race. It is okay to say, no, you really don't need that much. But if you can't live off of what you're living on right now, we don't need to do a raise. We need to try and fight to lower inflation and get rid of the Biden economy to get things back to an affordable level at the rates that we're actually living on right now. It's a tough sell, but it's the right sell to make. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Fighting for freedom every day. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. So watching the Biden administration and Democrat policies kind of crumble before our eyes, watching them try to squirm to play both sides of the aisle and have it not work out too well is kind of like watching Kevin McCarthy try to be Speaker of the House, make all these promises, and then they come back to bite him in the you-know-what, which is why he ended up getting booted out of there, which we're still waiting on a Speaker vote. And I said it last week, I'm going to say it again, Republicans, we need to like make the vote happen ASAP, and we need to show this unity. Apparently, that's not quite the case, though. Jim Jordan, now that he has been voted on to be the nominee for the speakership, is trying to whip the vote, so to speak, trying to win over some of these Republicans that are against him, including those like, oh, I don't know, Congressman John Rutherford, who apparently said that he is going to vote against Jim Jordan solely because how dare Matt Gates. And these few conservatives boot out Kevin McCarthy and try to put in their own candidate. And therefore, as a conservative and as a minority conservative within the Republican Party, you should not have a voice. You should shut your mouth. You should never try and do anything politically because no politics has ever been done in Washington, D.C. So you shouldn't have a say in this process and dictate what we're going to do. So therefore, no matter any candidate that you put up, that is supported by Matt Gates or the other radical conservatives that voted against Kevin McCarthy, no matter who it is, I'm going to vote against it. In other words, as a moderate Republican, as a one who pretends to be a Republican, don't know much about John Rutherford or what his stances are on issues, but what it sounds like is that I don't like you dictating the party, 
even though that's what the party does to conservatives day in and day out. And you shouldn't have as much of a voice as what you do. Therefore, no matter what you do, I will vote against you despite you within the Republican Party because there's no way I'm going to work with you as a conservative. That's what we're getting from the moderates right now. So the Democrats, who are playing this very nicely, calling us the hardliners, the media who's called us the hardliners, the radicals, the conservative nutjobs, the, the MAGA supporters, whatever, the ones that are just controlling and holding the House of Representatives hostage, are the ones that have showed unity, has put up a candidate that has had more support from the Republican Party than any candidate before, including Kevin McCarthy, except for the after the 15 votes that happened back in January. And now we have moderates that are holding up the process in D.C. because they don't want to go along with what's happening with the conservatives trying to change the formation of Washington, D.C., and if that's what they want to do, I guess that's fine. But now we need to be aware and acknowledge of what's really going on. It's not the conservatives holding up the process here. It's the moderates, the spiteful moderates that don't like the quote unquote, and I'm using air quotes here for the radio listeners, the hardliners that are just sabotaging the Republican Party. Guess what? The Republican Party has been sabotaged long before when conservatives have tried to make changes and we've been shut down, we've been ostracized, and we've come this close to walking away from the party like the libertarians have. And you kicking us out of the party like you did the libertarians because they had no show and no face and no voice and no representation within the Republican Party and they felt that they were ostracized and they had to leave. And that's the vast majority of the libertarian party and now you've tried to do it with conservatives. Conservatives, the hardliners, so to speak, are trying to actually have a voice within the party and they have the ability to shake things up and they have the ability to actually try to unify and it's now the holdout of the moderates that are causing issues now and we need to be aware of that. At the same time, I find it hilarious. Remember this name? Remember this one? I almost want to play the Biden basement because it's kind of a clown show as well. But Liz Cheney, remember that name? The congresswoman that got beat by historic numbers in the great state of Wyoming because they couldn't stand her anti-Trumpisms. Yeah, she's come out and apparently made the statement on the Tweety, or X, saying that if Jim Jordan becomes Speaker of the House, then the Republican Party would lose the House majority in 2024 because she, he's too radical. He's for the Donald Trump impeachment uh, against the impeachment issues. Uh, he was for supporting some of these scandals and the conspiracy theories that Donald Trump was spreading. So if Jim Jordan gets this, then the Republicans are going to lose their majority. Obviously, she doesn't know what she's talking about, because if people would agree with her mindset, she would still be in office. And if we lose the majority, it's not because Jim Jordan's going to be speaker. It's because the Republican voters are tired of the Republican Party not working together on Republican things, and we couldn't get our act together. That's the only reason why we would we should lose the House of Representatives this, this next is election. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. When Reason Meets Radio, this is The Voice of Reason. With Andy Hoosier. Yes, indeed it is. It feels kind of an off Monday, doesn't it? Kind of a weird Monday. Just something. Maybe it's the post-lunar uh, eclipse or solar eclipse, whatever the hell it was. Maybe it's the off-noon moon. Maybe it's the off-Friday the 13th. I don't know. Something strange in the air today. Maybe it's just me. Kind of an odd Monday. Getting back into gear. But hey, we are just carpe dianisms all over the place. Great to have you along with us. Trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that 5-pound bag. Trying to rebrand the millennial generation 
one radio listener at a time and on multiple radio stations all over the place. It's so wonderful to have you with us as usual. So we have the Biden administration. Again, man, if we could just get our stuff together, man, if the Republicans could just get our act together, we would dominate. We always allow or we try to allow the Democrats to shoot themselves in the foot. Right now, they're doing it very easily. We have the... Attack on Israel that looks horrible under the Biden administration after the pulling out of Afghanistan, after the paying of the $6 billion to Iran and all the other shenanigans that have been done. Uh, The weak leadership that we're seeing here on the home front with massive inflation, with the push for green energy that's not doing well, and even Democrat states are turning down because they don't want to see energy prices go up right now. We see UAW workers that are pushing for a labor union for the collective bargaining that is destroying the auto industry right before their eyes. Everything is crumbling under the Biden administration, and we should be allowing them to shoot themselves in the foot to waltz right in and say, look, we have the solutions. We can fix this. Just vote for us in 2024. But instead, we have a Republican Party that's bickering amongst each other. We have conservatives that were upset with a more moderate Speaker of the House. We voted them out. Was it the best timing? I don't know, but it's done. Now we have a more potential conservative Speaker of the House coming in, and now we have moderate Republicans that are voting against him just to spite the conservatives because how dare conservatives try to have any influence within the Republican Party? You should shut your mouth, go along with the rest of the party, and just be the vote that everybody wants you to be and let us handle things because we're the more superior elite in Washington. It is an absolute... um, show can't really say the rest of it on the program here but it's an entertaining show nonetheless and it's getting frustrating because we could be dominating the conversation and yet we're not how do we get around this and what do we do and how do we continue to allow our message to be heard in a time when both parties especially those moderate rhinos that are going along with many of the democrat progressives are not liking the content we just heard liz cheney say that how, uh, well, Jim Jordan's going to lose the the House majority in the next election if he's Speaker because of the conspiracy theories that he's promoted as a congressman. And because of those conspiracy theories, we've seen a lot of censorship on social media and on the interweb. And how do we get around some of that? We'll do that with our next guest. What's trending today? Excited to have on the program as we talk about ways that we can try and fight for the freedom of speech because apparently there is a lack of support for even freedom of speech. Latest polls that show that near 34% of Democrats in the nation say that Americans have, quote, too much freedom when it comes to freedom of speech. And over 70% of Democrats say that it is the government's role to censor, quote, unquote, what they deem hate speech. Now, what is hate speech? I guess that's up for them to decide whatever upsets or triggers them in a very sensitive society today. But if they believe the role of the government is to silence, quote unquote, hate speech, what is it and how do we fight it? Happy to have on the program. He is the founder and CEO of the web browser known as Tusk, which you can find online at TuskBrowser.com. It's Jeff Bermant with us here. Jeff, how are you, my friend? I am fine. And the litany of things you just said are dead on and it's a crazy world out there. It's a crazy world. And again, like if if Republicans could just unite and do something in a positive manner, we would have no problem winning an election. But it seems like we always have to compete on how low we can go to look broken when the Democrats are doing a very good job of it themselves, aren't they? (laughs) Yeah, they they definitely are. And I mean, it goes from obviously world's on fire with what's going on in, in Israel and other places. And and you mentioned the thing about censorship, and I, I want to focus in on that a minute because yeah. that's where I think we can do some good. And, and the issue out there is 
the kids are learning that it's okay to deny other people the rights to talk. And that, that has to change. Otherwise, you know, all this that we're talking about being from the right, being conservative, that's all going down the tubes. Unless we can train our kids to, to listen to other people and have critical thinking and not just, you know, say, well, the government's going to shut you down. Yeah, it is a scary thought. Uh, my generation, I'm 35 now, My the millennial generation, my generation was open about having government monitor and collect all the data on us, and we were okay with that, apparently. My, my generation had a study just a few years ago saying that we were okay with the government watching and monitoring our entire email for a free pizza, because if we have nothing to hide, I don't care if the government's watching what I'm doing, so therefore, I'm okay with it, even for is something as simple as a free pizza. And I think that's where things started was the collection of the data and then the fear mongering of, well, now you're saying or believing or typing or, or posting something that may be insensitive to what I don't believe. So now that you have my information, you should have the right to silence that person with that information because it hurts my feelings. That's a scary position for us to be in, isn't it? Yeah, very much so. So, one of the things Tusk is doing, we're working right now, and we're hoping shortly to get into schools. And and I I, I personally believe as the CEO of the company, uh, you know, the next 10, 20 years, we've got to turn things around. And how are you going to do that? Well, we got to get critical thinking in school. We, we're going to start with the private schools. We have one private school. It's a very large one that's very interested in, in having Tusk as a search engine because the search engine gives you left, right, and center. And I'm not necessarily pitching that, you know, I, I do think that we on the right probably have a better better idea of how to live, but but I'm not here to pitch that. I'm here to pitch critical thinking because the kids are now have lost that or they don't have it any longer and something's gotta be done about it. Yeah. How first off, let's go but to the beginning on how we think we lost it. I mean, was it the creation of technology? And I've talked to different organizations that were concerned about with the growth of technology, which I have to agree. Every time new types of technology came out, whether it was something like a social media platform like Facebook or Twitter, whether it was a search engine like Google or when YouTube partnered with Google or when we created all of these things, conservatives weren't part of the conversation because we're so, I guess, primitive. And I like being primitive. I, I wouldn't have my smartphone if I had if I didn't have to have it, that we weren't part of it because we liked things the way they were. And this was just getting too much. So we weren't part of the creation of it. But because we weren't part of the creation of it, we didn't have our voice protected in there, and now it's being used against us. Is that where do you think this started, when technology grew so much that it uh, it was used against us when we didn't have any say in the creation or the laying out of the rules when it started? You know, I think it's more of the teachers that we put in place uh, that we weren't paying attention to. Who were the teachers? And it turns out that a lot of teachers to the left and the left believes that they can censor that, you know, this whole thing came up, which you mentioned, that if it's hurting my feelings, then we can censor you. But it's cost us lives. And free speech uh, is the most paramount thing that we have. It's the, we should hold it, you know, very closely to our hearts. And uh, I, I actually think it was the teachers starting in the revolution in the 60s that got hold of our education system. And, and look how radical, from my point is, look how radical the uh, the teachers unions is yeah oh very much so uh, yeah now we don't have any type of conservative teaching and it's even dropped in the levels it wasn't just the activism in college anymore 
we're seeing the teachings of anti-Americanism all the way down to like middle school now. Yeah, that's the. This is the issue. This is why uh, Tusk is going to go into schools. We're not going to make any money. We're not interested in making money in schools. We're going to offer this for free, and the, the whole reason for this is to give the kids uh, some some knowledge about left, right, uh, some challenges of of how to think these things through, how to challenge other people with their thoughts, uh, and and and. And if you start now with the sixth graders, now you have a fighting chance later on in life that they will respect liberty because they're going to start thinking differently. But it's got to start in the classroom, yeah, and that's where we're headed. Amen to that. We're talking with Jeff Berman. He's the founder CEO of Tusk at TuskAtBrowser.com is the website if you want to go and check it out, download the browser so you can use it. Talk about how this algorithm works because I don't know how this is even done. When you type something into Google and search it, obviously, like you said, we see – all these progressive sites come up. We see the anti-conservative sites. We see the the silencing, the shadow banning, the complete banning of a conservative result in there with facts or information or a website. Um, so how do you change something like that? How do you make it a true, fair, and equal browser when someone tries to search or do something online so that way they don't get only a one-sided response? Well, it's interesting. So what, what, the, what the technology does is it ranks. Um, it, it, it actually houses almost all the information you're looking for, the search. However, w- what, what the industry has learned of how to censor you is they just put it on page 2, 3, 4, 5, and 99% of the world doesn't go to page 2, 3, 4, 5. It might go to page 2. After that, you kind of give up. Yeah. So they know this, and what they do is they leverage, they make all the the sites that they want, kind of the premier sites. So those are the sites you're always going to see. And it might include Fox News. Uh, it'll never include Breitbart. Uh, it won't include a lot Daily Wire. won't include any of those. So what we did is we went in and took the search engine, and we're now working with another search engine, no longer with Microsoft. Uh, and we're able to re-rank the site. So when you, on our, our search engine, when you want to find out what the left is thinking, you would type it in and you would click to the left, and it will show you all the news articles that are coming from the left side. If you click it on the right, it's going to bring up all the stories on the right. So we went and re-ranked how the system worked. We just divided it up, and it, it works pretty well. I mean, I give it like 95%. Now, somebody who writes an article that's on the right but writes it as a sort of a left position that we can't tell. Uh, there are there are some apps out there that will tell you, but they're not very accurate. Interesting. I tell you what, Jeff, hang on the line. I want to continue this conversation when we come back here on how we can make the interweb free speech again all over. It's the Voice of Reason on a Monday. Stay this here. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. for freedom every day. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Yes, indeed it is. Welcome back into the program. Last few minutes here at the show. Oh, how it flies right on by. Fastest hour of radio on, well, radio all over the place. Multiple stations that we have and more growing. More information on that here relatively soon. Always happy to have you with us. We're hanging out right now with Jeff Berman. He's the founder, CEO of Tusk. 
the web browser that allows you to have freedom of speech actually sees all the information on the interweb, not just the stuff that the progressives want you to see. You can go to tuskbrowser.com, go and check that out. By the way, there's a uh, story, speaking of news stories, Oprah, Oprah Winfrey, oh yeah, Oprah has now pitched a potential White House presidential run with running mate <laughs> Mitt Romney. Say what? I know, kind of crazy. So we'll talk about that a little bit later right now as well. Jeff, I have to ask you, though, with some of the uh, issues going on right now and the news that is coming out, uh, let's talk. Let's take uh, the Israel and Hamas situation for an example. And for the first time, we're seeing very oddly weird pro-Palestinian, anti-Israeli, anti-Semitic rallies all over the nation, multiple college campuses all over the country right now. And yet, like we've talked about, that type of information is not being talked about on Google or any of these other search browsers when it's happening all over the place. And somehow they're putting the blinders on and ignoring the fact that the Democrats and progressives are exposing themselves as extremely anti-Semitic. That's a little concerning right now. Boy, is it ever. And it's, you know, it's once again, we, I have to go back to the education part here. We're, we're seeing this in, in real time, what's happening to our children. Uh, because, you know, when I looked at the Harvard thing, I was shocked to see that these kids at Harvard, and, and they obviously are uneducated because, or they're, I should say they're not, they're, they're not uneducated. They are, they have been brainwashed. The best way I can describe this because no one in their right mind who understands the Israeli conflict, uh, would understand that if you're attacked, you have to, you have to defend yourself. And in fact, in this case, they're so the crimes are so heinous, which these people deny. Yeah. There, it's kind of like the Holocaust, almost all over again. That you have a group of people that deny that babies were just slaughtered and people were, you know, were killed and murdered. Uh, it's just it's an, it's an incredible thing, but it's actually what's been taught to our children, and we've got to change this. Well, not only talk to the children, but it's the common sense of what we've seen over the past two weeks. Hamas does a major attack on Israel, killing hundreds of people, just literally coming in from the sky and just landing in the middle of a rave or a concert or a party and just wiping people out, taking them hostage, killing them left and right. And then Israel retaliates and says, enough's enough. We're not going to have you constantly trying to bomb us as our next door neighbor. We're going to take you out and just completely eliminate you. And now we have people saying that it's a genocide against Palestinians. Like, do we not remember just what happened a week and a half ago with the massive bombing onto the nation of Israel? Like, is that just completely null and void? I don't, I don't understand the thought process here. Yeah, it's it's pretty incredible. I can understand how how you can't understand it. These children, these these kids have been they're not even children anymore, have been brainwashed, and they honestly, I mean. Israel would live in peace, as it does with Egypt and other countries that aren't warring on on the Jews. And this has been going on with the, with the Jews for thousands of years, and it, it just continues on and on. And and I just I have a hard time understanding how people can be like they are and believe these things. And you know, six million Jews in in Holocaust, and now this, and drive the Israel. I mean, it's not like Gee, we want to live in peace with the Israelis. It's let's drive them into the into the ocean. In other words, let's kill 2.7 million. I think it's 2.7 million uh, Jews in Israel. Let's kill them. And if they really read the the doctrine uh, of of these mad people, they want to kill all the Jews. Yeah. 
It's wild. Jeff, we got just about 30 seconds left here as we kind of wrap up. But do you think with what you're doing with Tusk Browser, with the alternative conservative uh, social media sites that we're seeing pop up and trying to fight back on some of this, do you think that we can truly bring freedom back to the Internet the way it was at the beginning when we can get the factual information from both sides of the aisle like people I think are trying to find? you got to support guys like us. That's the only way. Yes, we can do it. But the alternative has to be supporting companies like us that want to keep fighting for our freedom. That's what it is. Keep supporting it. Keep supporting the right guys and from the right side and the ones trying to bring truth, reason, common sense back into the discussion. Allow people to see all the information and let's start having a dialogue again, which is what it's all about. Tuskbrowser.com. Go and check out the website. Download the browser onto your interweb as well and start using that one to support that freedom of speech. Jeff, we appreciate it very much, my friend. Keep up the fight with what you guys are doing. We'd love to get you back on the show again soon. Love to be on, Andy. Thank you so much. Hey, appreciate it very much. There it is. Podcast just up in a little bit. Until then, we're back at it again for tomorrow on a Tuesday, the post-Monday celebration. Be your own voice of reason. Be that catalyst for change. This is The Voice of Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. We'll see you on the radio.